This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiel Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Bilqisi, with Omnia Saleh. I bring you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world and in the UAE. But ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about the skies because 5G phones could actually intervie- uh, interfere with aircraft signals. And you know, when we, talk, <laughs> when we talk about aircrafts and we talk about planes, you know the first thing that comes into mind, Omnia? What? Yeah, your captain speaking. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to mind. And I mean... 5G interfering with airplanes. That's, that's kind of crazy. Does this mean I have to leave my iPhone 12 outside the airplane well, when you I put head it? Airplane mode. Well, <laughs> that's going to be a very sad sight to see, to be honest, especially because we do know lots of people tend to ignore putting their phones on airplane mode whenever they go ahead and get into a flight. But coming up on the show as well, lots is happening in the world of apps because we're going to be talking all about Instagram, making it easier for people to fight their eating disorders. They are adding a brand new feature that will help support all those who are currently seeking therapy to help solve those issues. Yes, I'm very glad that Instagram and social media, they're now kind of uh, being aware of mental disorders, being aware that social media does play a big role on a person's mental health. But ladies ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special interview, a live in-studio interview. Now, usually we get Zoom interviews, but today we have a live in-studio interview with Amin Al-Zarouni. Yes, he is the CEO of Sahab Smart Solutions, and anyone living right here in Sharjah knows that governmental services have slowly been transitioning to be completely digital and the CEO of Sahab Smart Solution has definitely had a big role in doing that. We're going to be talking about the ongoing projects that they currently have with Sharjah government regarding the development of a world-class digital platform for a wide range of business and public services through their different applications. We have a packed show in store. You definitely don't want to miss out on that so make sure you stay tuned and keep Pulse95 locked. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. We've always heard people talk about putting our phones on airplane mode whenever we are uh, in a flight. When it's taking off and when it's landing is when you should always have it on airplane mode. But it's also preferable to keep it on airplane mode at all times. But with 5G phones becoming the brand new trend, there is certain research that is actually showing that 5G phone technology could interfere with aircraft signals. Yes, this is your captain speaking. <laughs> yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have just found out yes. that new 5G tech phone technology could actually interfere with these aircraft signals. Now, phones that use technology should be switched off during the flights. Now, we've always heard that. Now, yeah. back in the day, uh, a lot of people used to bring their laptops when they're on business trips, and it was always recommended during takeoff and landing to turn those off, but we kind of uh, swept it under the rug. But with new 5G technology, we're looking at another potential danger, and that is because, because of signal interference from a close frequency source of a strength that is similar or even superior to that of the altimeters. Yes, so this interference could actually be so damaging to the aircraft, especially during the landing and the takeoff. It could be very critical that it impacts how the plane operates. So bulletins have been issuing to airlines last week recommending every person who owns a 5G phone to either have it completely turned off or switched on to the airplane mode during the flight. So yeah. 
Yeah. I- I'm thinking of, of being smart, Omnia. Okay. <laughs> Five, put on 4G. <laughs> wow. Wow. Honestly? Well, like, really? What if you just put it on 4G? You still have the 5G capabilities within the phone. But I'm not transmitting the, yeah, 5G. You're not using I'm the not tra- I'm not asking for 5G. I'm not giving back 5G. I think aircraft should be... You, you know, know, my friend is on. a pilot. I will ask him if five G if I can put on. It's not like I'm going on flights every couple of days. I mean, I don't. Uh, I haven't gone on a plane only in over a year and a half. Two, wow. 2018. Uh, okay, a year is under. 2018. That's you yeah. know we're in 2021. I love Sharjah. <laughs> what can I say? I love Sharjah. I, I I don't want to go anywhere else. I don't need to go anywhere else. But uh, it was also recommended in cases of disruption to the aircraft equipment that even the flight crew immediately notify air fa- air traffic controllers mm-hmm. who can then alert air. Airport authority, so it's even looking to become an offense. Yes, because that's how sefe- uh, s- severe, severe uh, the situation is right now. Absolutely, because the strength of signals from 5G base stations have actually been also impacting different airports. So we're not just looking at the phones of the people within the flight, but also every single base of yeah. 5G, uh, every single station that mm-hmm. is actually positioned in the country. Nowadays, many countries have been trying to strategically place them in locations away from airports to make sure that they're not impacting yes. any flights, take off or landing. Now, they're continuously monitoring the 5G base stations in certain countries, one of them being France, so that they can make sure that the radio frequencies coming out of those stations don't impact any flight whatsoever. I mean, we always kind of knew this, that technology could interfere with the two most important parts of your flight, which is the takeoff and landing. And I mean, even if you're looking at it as a broader picture, even air traffic controllers are not allowed to have a phone inside the air traffic center. They need to have the phones outside, number one, to not make them distracted, and number two, for the interference of signals. But, ladies and gentlemen, we want (laughs) to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Are you upset that your brand new 5G <laughs> phone cannot be used on a flight? I mean, regardless, when you're up in the air, you don't have any signal. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to come back with a very special interview with Amin Al-Zarouni. Yes, he is the CEO of Sahab Smart Solutions that has been actively helping Sharjah become a completely digital government. If you're living right here in Sharjah, this is an interview you do not want to miss out on. So make sure you keep all 75 locked and we'll be right back. The latest tech talked. It's future talk. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is future talk. Future talk. Future talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. The digital transformation of Sharjah has definitely been ongoing for quite some time now. But if you've been living over here, you definitely know that lots of applications have actually been put in place to help us facilitate the different services taking place. And in the age of COVID-19, this can definitely come in handy. But one CEO has been actually behind the company that has helped the government of Sharjah make sure that its different services have been placed on the map when it comes to tech maps. Joining us today is Amin Azarani, the CEO of Sahab Smart Solution that is currently working on the full digital integration of Sharjah's public services and working closely with the Emirates private as well as their public sectors. Thanks a lot for joining us today. Thank you, Omnia. Sure, and thank you, Hani, as well. I would like to definitely thank you for hosting me today. And uh, we hope that uh, we can give some uh, uh, important information to your esteemed uh, audience and listeners. 100%. I'm guaranteed that you will <laughs> give it to us now. Welcome to the show, obviously. And can you talk to us about the ongoing project with the Sharjah government regarding the development of a world class digital platform 
for a wide range of business and public services through its user-friendly app. I'm happy that you guys are starting big. This, yeah. is, <laughs> this is definitely, um, if I may say, the one of the biggest initiatives in, uh, in the Emirate of Sharjah and one of the biggest initiatives that we as Sahab are actually running in partnership with uh, the Higher Committee of Digital Transformation in Sharjah, which is led by uh, Sheikh Faham and mm. Sharjah Digital Office. Um, it's an initiative that definitely gonna have a big impact. And the reason I say this is really a big initiative, it's because not of the size of the project or the amount that this project is actually uh, required to invest in. It's the impact that this project will create in mm -hmm. all the citizens, all the residents, all the visitors, all the investors that would like to come to the Emirate. Um, the impact that it will create on how the services will be integrated, mm -hmm. automated between government entities is the transformation that we're trying to make. So that's why this initiative is definitely one of the biggest that we are running at the moment. And I, I love it. I do believe that we need to go to a fully digital type of uh, formation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That, uh, for sure, we, we should not say that, um, uh, or we should say, or we should thank many of the government entities that already went with their services mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. When we say that we are doing this digital platform, which is the Charger digital platform, it's basically having all these services getting integrated with each other where I create a journey for that mm -hmm. citizen. Mm -hmm. He basically have um, a specific service. If you want here, yeah, I can basically put a use case. If an, if an entrepreneur, let's say, or a citizen wants to open a small restaurant mm -hmm. or a cafe, there are so many departments that he has to integrate with yes. or so many departments that he has to interact with, be it municipality, be it town planning, or be it uh, uh, civil defense for some NOCs and stuff like that. Um, I can be smart enough, and I talk now if I am the platform. Yes. So if I am the platform, I should be smart enough. The moment that person requests a trade license for a restaurant, I should be smart enough in asking him, do you actually need your <laughs> internet line? Do you need your oh. electricity line? Do you need your NOCs from X, Y, and Z? And that get automated in the background for him. Mm. Why he has to basically go and avail all each of these services individually. So this is what we mean by moving digital and mm. having all of these services are integrated. And it will encourage a lot of individuals to actually go ahead and start their very own businesses because there's a set path for them to follow. They know exactly step A, step B, step C, and it's all being done with a tap, you know, rather than moving across many kilometers between mm. every place and the other. 100%, yeah. 100%. Imagine one single stop shop for citizens. To have <laughs> and it's all, all the government services on, it. on the palm of your hands. Exactly. It's accessible in your mobile device. It's accessible in the web. And you can avail all government services on one platform. Now, for sure, there are phases and there are, um, you know, steps. Uh, releases, steps mm. that we're going to go through. The more we basically start introducing more services, there will be more value and more impact that the platform will create. 100%. Let's talk a little bit about cost because we do know that we love saving costs, especially yeah. in the age of COVID-19. Everyone has been trying their best to be as budget conscious as they can. So how can the use of technology and digitizing these services help businesses save costs as well? Any digital transformation or any digital initiative in business um, uh, brings value for the organization. It could mm -hmm. be value of increasing the revenue stream. It could mm -hmm. be value of optimizing and uh, their business process. At the same time, it the, one of the objective could be reducing cost because mm -hmm. I can maintain and kind of optimize the expenses that I have. I, I would basically answer your question in an example. Um, the, there is an initiative that uh, we started with Sharjah Asset Management. Okay. Um, and uh, it's basically the, the holding company of yeah. the one that founded Sahab. Mm -hmm. And that initiative was, it's an organization that is growing rapidly mm -hmm. um, uh, from their business units, from their JVs, and from their uh, the companies that they are establishing. And with that growth, 
comes tremendous cost because mm. you're growing and you're investing in technology, you're investing in infrastructure, etc. We came up with an idea that if we consolidate and we optimize that technology infrastructure and we manage to serve multiple players that belongs to the same holding company, mm. then you manage to basically optimize cost. And with that initiative, we basically managed to reduce between 20 to 25 of their operating cost on technology. And that's where technology comes into the uh, uh, becomes valuable and yes. becomes basically beneficial for businesses. I mean, we're looking at a lot of benefits when we go fully digital. Yes, indeed. And smart cities, one of them being Sharjah now, have definitely been moving in the right footsteps to make this become reality for all of its citizens. We're going to be taking a short break, but once we come back, we're going to be talking all about the integrated digital business platform for Sharjah Civil Defense, as well as the process of developing the Emirates' first e-commerce platform for Souq Al-Jubail. Make sure you keep Pulse 95 locked because we're going to be right back. You're listening to... You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Smart cities are no longer just a concept or a dream of the future. And Sharjah is a living example of that. Many governmental services are using innovation, IoT, and wireless technology to help connect residents and citizens to their services seamlessly. Sahab Smart Solution is one company that is actually also helping out with that. They're a trusted technology partner of the government of Sharjah. And today they are leading the digital transformation journey of the Emirate. Joining us is the CEO of Sahab Smart Solution, Mr. Amin Azza who's been telling us all about how amazing it is to go ahead and digitize all services, mm-hmm. especially if we want a seamless life uh, when we're living right here in Sharjah. Thanks a lot for joining us. Welcome, for sure. Thanks for hosting me again. It's amazing. And I, I always love the off-topic conversation, off-air off conversations yes. when we're having such a, an interesting guest like yourself. But can you talk to us about the integrated digital platform when it does come to the Sharjah Civil Defense and what, can, what services can citizens and residents access through it? Yeah, definitely. This is this is another initiative that we have been trusted with. Um, uh, when we gain the trust of being a technology partner for Sharjah government, there has been so many entities that um, were reaching out to us to see how we can help them transform their existing business and mm-hmm. how they can basically ease the inter- interaction with their uh, clients and with their customers as well as with their partners. And this initiative with Sharjah Civil Defense, for sure, um, we basically raised the hat for them for all the efforts that they have been putting uh, last year and also continuing with the pandemic and all the, uh, uh, the efforts that they are putting to keep the city safe. Um, uh, it's a platform that enables all their services to be available online on all digital channels, mm-hmm. as well as getting it integrated mm-hmm. um, with other departments. So they have fully integrated back-end system between themselves, as well as the other government entities mm-hmm. in the Emirate, as well as giving these services in the multiple channels for citizens, for partners, for investors, for consultants, um, um, to be availed on a digital manner. Mm. Absolutely. And it's definitely great to see users also be able to make the most out of this. Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking all about how Sahab is currently also in the process of developing the Emirates' first e-commerce platform for Souq Al-Jubail. And what is the expected date for this platform to be released? If you have any questions for Mr. Amin Azzarani, make sure you share them with us at 4215 Dur or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. This is Pulse 95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Saleh and Hany Balkis. 
the digital transformation of Sharjah is coming not a moment too soon. Even before the COVID-19 crisis hit, businesses worldwide started to realize the impact of moving their business models to be completely online, which has definitely helped create a big move when it comes to digital transformation. And then the pandemic hit and this put the scenario on fast forward move. Now, Sahab Smart Solutions is a trusted technology partner of the government of Sharjah. And today, they're actually leading the digital transformation journey of the Emirate. The CEO of Sahab Smart Solutions, Mr. Amin Azzarouni, has been telling us all about the different projects that they're currently working mm-hmm. on to help facilitate the different governmental services that we get for both residents as well as citizens. Thanks a lot for joining us. Honestly, I'm having so much fun talking <laughs> on air and off air with you, I mean, But let's go and talk about how Sahab is also in the process of developing the Emirates' first e-commerce platform for Suq al Can you talk to us about it and what could it actually provide for citizens living right here in Sharjah? Ah, that's project. Um, I'm very passionate about this project specifically. <laughs> um, uh, first of all, it's it's a partnership that we built with our partner called Seafood Souk, which is basically the way I like to describe them is that they are a, a platform network where mm-hmm. they connect multiple fishermen around the world. And then we partnered with them in developing this e-commerce platform for or the marketplace platform for Souk al And we are doing this for business to business as well as business to uh, citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, or I like to call it the other way around. I like to call it citizen to business, you know, because <laughs> it's citizen reaching out to business. Uh, and the way we are creating this platform is that we are trying transforming the way the fish business is or uh, the delivery of the fish business in the Emirates. You look at the market, you look at Sukhul Jibail, which is managed by, again, Sharjah Asset Management. It's one of the amazing markets we have in the in the Emirate. And the way they operate it, operationally there, it's amazing. You go there and you get impressed, you know, mm-hmm. with how things are being operated. But then I want to order fish on a Friday. <laughs> I want to order specifically salmon and I want to order hamur as well. And I want to basically have that either cooked or I want that to be fresh. Yeah. On, Apologies on for everyone tuning in and who feels hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. I want that to be in the step of my door yes. on Friday uh, for lunch. Now that's what we created. We created basically that platform that enables citizen to basically comes and order that fish. And if that salmon exists in Sweden, <laughs> you're gonna get that traceability base basically to prove wow. that that salmon get caught in Sweden and it brought came back to you. And that's very important because a lot of people are with getting wild cut salmon and not necessarily uh, I think it was well I don't remember I don't there know was my fish. Other, other type <laughs> of salmon that wasn't as good. But true, true. You need to basically make sure that is that uh, farmed or is that caught or oh, is yes, that you know the, the, the farm, quality yeah. and that makes a difference for restaurants for example for chefs you know with hotels then when you're going to go there, they they care about the quality of the fish that they, they have are a receiving. reputation exactly. to take care of. Exactly. I mean, you're getting all the information. Who would know? Who would think of it? I mean, I wouldn't think of it. I'll, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. To have fish delivered to your doorstep from one of the biggest, if not the biggest in Sharjah, Souk Jubeid. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing. And it's keeping heritage and culture alive because, you know, growing The fishermen up, are still doing what they do. Exactly. True. And Souk Jubeid is a very big traction point for any tourists 100%. coming to Sharjah. Yes, 100%. 100%. Tune in. There will be a lot of announcement on this project. It's going to it's gonna come live soon. And the citizen will be able to basically order the fish and have their um, uh, their lunch at home. And mm. maybe you can order it cooked as well. And the platform will suggest you the best way of cooking it. Oh, so, yeah. phenomenal. Well, we want to spe- sneak peek right you, here. You know on what I like talk. to call that, Omnia? <laughs> <laughs> a full package. No, it, it's... it's, it's Anyway, take it. The first time my mother asked me to go and get a fish from the market and she gave me the name, I went there and I thought that's going to be an easy task. Yeah. I went there and oh my God, 
There are so many <laughs> that I don't know what are they, you know? But now I can go online and I can search for it and I can order it. And guess what? If it's just for me, what are the spices that I need? That's it. You go pick up the spices yeah. and you do the fish. Go pick up the spices or <laughs> add them to the cart and oh, then pull it. Oh, perfect. Well, I, I, I love it. I yeah. love it too. And we want to know what is some of the expected dates for the release of this platform? Um, that's why I said tune mm. in. There, there will be, there will be an announcement coming yeah, in. I think we're a little bit too excited, yes. Onion and I. Yeah. There is, a, there is already an, uh, a soft launch going on right now. Perfect. Um, it's by invitation. We are basically testing everything that's going smooth. Mm-hmm. And then soon, inshallah, there will be the platform going live. Phenomenal. And we're definitely going to be keeping you mm-hmm. right here on Future Talk updated with whenever that launches as well. Yes. Now, there's a question that Omni and I have been kind of so eagerly to ask you about it because this inf- type of information, it actually opened my mind today. Yeah. Yes. And you told us the difference. What is the difference actually between digital services and e services yeah that's a topic i personally face challenge whenever i go to businesses i <laughs> yeah. try to convince them to move their services to a digital service or ha- establish a digital journey for uh, for your business yeah um there is a reason why governments operated in the past by being called an e-government model and then they moved to an m-government model and then they started moving to smart and digital model okay the, and, and that is not just a name change. They didn't change the E to M to smart. <laughs> there is a reason why that evolved. The, the philosophy of how I handle my, my services, my government services changed. The mindset changed. And even the way the processes are orchestrated, integrated mm. has to change. And that's why when I call an E service, um, I can have my services available on a mobile channel as well as on a web channel. Mm-hmm. And that's where it becomes an e-service. Mm-hmm. But when I say digital service, it's where I have my services integrated with other departments, mm-hmm. where I enable the input as well as the output digitally. I don't need to have any hard copies in the in between. I don't need to have to follow up manually with any other step. If it is that service has to be integrated with another department, another government entity, then that integration happens also on the digital platform. And that's when I achieve digital service. That's when I yeah. create a journey for the citizen and the consumer. And you gave a great example when you're talking about, for example, moving apartments. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, I we, love we it. Had, we had a lot of chat. Uh, yeah, uh, off air, yeah. Um, this is one of the services, services that we are working on that's going to come in the next releases of uh, the digital charger platform. Mm-hmm. Um, Imagine, um, I asked you if you live in an apartment, right? And you told me yes. And I told you right now, if you want to move out and move into an apartment, there Mm. is so many transactions you have to do. First thing, you have to think of canceling your internet line, you have to cancel your electricity line, and then you have to basically cancel the contract. Everything. (laughs) Moving. And then you you have to repeat all that, right? You have to repeat all that with the new apartment. But why should you do that individually? Mm. All what we are trying to create that journey where a person goes online on the platform and says, I'm moving from one from this unit, which is mm. registered in the government. Yes. I'm moving to this new unit, which is also registered in the government. And then the platform becomes intelligent enough to ask you, do you want to transfer your lines? Do you want to cancel this line or request a new line then? And all what you say is yes or no, yes or no. So it becomes as easy as changing phones. You know, nowadays, whenever you buy a new iPhone, the yeah. iPhone recognizes that you had an older iPhone and exactly. just transfers all the information. Exactly. And then it transfers the whole information for you. So why cannot I achieve that? Now, now I am simplifying it way too <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, but there are complications. But if I simplify that process where a move and move out becomes less headache for the citizen or the resident, then... There are so many other services that you can even simplify and so many other, you know, uh, government services that you can transfer. Absolutely. I, I mean, he gave the perfect example when we were talking about having the bank in the palm of your hands. You yes. can even open a new checking account 
in the palm of your hand. So why can't sh- government services be as easy? Yes, definitely. And with that comes having the right mindset because the digital transformation journey of the Emirate of Sharjah depends heavily on how we also react to it. So I want to hear from you, Mr. Amin Azarauni. What characteristics do you believe should residents as well as businesses have to help aid this digital transformation? Uh I guess I will reverse that on you, Omnia, because okay. because I <laughs> because I believe I believe that citizens and residents are way ahead and way for thinking. Mm. We need to basically change the characteristics of how we deal with services and how we deal with with the processes, and we need to basically catch up with the way uh, they are interacting with the digital platform. Everybody nowadays is interacting with digital channels, digital platforms. They are on their mobile devices most of the time during mm-hmm. the day. I told, I, I told you yesterday that my grandpa uses my grandma uses Snapchat nowadays. <laughs> She's you know? new on Snapchat. Well, and, and she she basically even get mad if I don't send her stuff. Oh but, wow. <laughs> but 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 if they if they are digital savvy and you have a new generation coming out as well from uh, the academy from the academy and coming to the market and they are digital savvy. They know how to use digital platforms. So you, governments businesses have to transform the way they are actually interacting with their operation and with their businesses so it's the other way around we have to catch up <laughs> you heard it from the man himself mr Amin Azarani. i loved having this interview and i'm very excited about what you and sahab are going to bring in the near future and i guess we just have to wait yes anyone living right here in Sharjah, i'm sure you will be very excited to hear about the latest updates coming from sahab's partnership with the government of Sharjah. thank you so much for joining us thank you so much it was a pleasure to be with you thank you it was a pleasure to listen to you ladies and gentlemen we're going to be taking a short break but we're not done yet so keep pulse 95 locked because we're going to be right back pulse 95 pulse 95 apps all around what's worth a click and download Lots is happening in the world of application. And let's talk a little bit about Instagram because they have taken it upon its themselves to help raise awareness for eating disorders. If you struggle with an eating disorder, I'm sure it's not easy to log on to the app and mm-hmm. see people posting about their meal plans, people posting about their summer bodies. And there tends to be a lot of comparison when it comes to comparing body types, but also health plans and what do you eat and when do you eat what you eat. I, to be honest, ladies and gentlemen, my face still hurts from smiling so much <laughs> during the interview. Stramina Zorani was was one of my favorite for, Same here. For, for the time we have hosted Future Talk. But going back and talking about Instagram and how they're announcing that it's going to be adding resources for people who are affected by eating disorders to its social platform. Now, again, it is so important to kind of mind what we look at on social media. Because we don't even think about it as much anymore. Because, again, this has become as our daily routine. We open yes. our Instagram, we go through social media. And unconsciously, we look at things and it does affect us. And we don't even know it affects us. Our brain processes it, but your conscious mind doesn't process it. So Instagram jumping on the, the eating disorder area and, and looking awareness. on awareness and trying to make more people aware that, hey, listen, we have the solution for you. Yes, and if you as a user go ahead and search for hashtags or content that is potentially related to disordered eating, then Instagram will go ahead and guide you to certain resources or helplines that are provided to help you seek the help and the therapy yes. that you would go ahead and need. Now, Instagram did say that they're currently trying 
to basically blur out any potentially triggering, con triggering content in their search results. Now, this is very important because we tend to see a lot of content on Instagram, especially when it comes to food, to fitness, to body types, to getting that perfect summer yeah. body when there's no really perfect nowadays, especially with COVID-19. <laughs> Everyone's a fitness expert on Instagram. Exactly. Honey fit, Omnia fit. Uh, what else do we got? Mohammed fit. Everyone has trainer. fit in their name. Everyone has a trainer Everyone on the bio. Specialized trainer. So, I mean, hats off to them. Uh, taking care of their body, 100%. But again, we're looking at Instagram becoming the platform where a lot of people are jumping on it to, again, to promote health and wellness, health and fit. It's 100%. Yes. I'm with it. But unfortunately, some people have problems in life and they suffer from problems. So this type of content may trigger something in their brain that will be harmful to them. And we need to mind that. We need to mend that. Hey, listen, some people go through things and we can't just post anything on Instagram. Or now, at least at least post a caution before yeah, it. Caution. So like with sensitive content nowadays on Instagram, if there's like a scene of a shooting or a scene of anything car that's accident, for a example, car accident, yes. you'd immediately get a black screen that says that the content you're about to witness is sensitive. So if you don't want to go ahead and yes. witness it, skip over. And even people who suffer from epilepsy. Yes, epilepsy. Epilepsy, yes. yes. They, they have the, hey, there's going to be a lot of lights, lights and flashing. Or do you have it or do you not? Is it okay with you? And you press yes. So again... Going and talking about mental disorder, mental m m eating disorders, yes, is that it does fall in line with how we should kind of have caution. We have to be responsible when we're, when we're online. And I believe now a lot of people are saying, but the internet is a free space. The internet is that, yes, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, not a lot of people were using the internet. Now, everyone and their mama uses the internet. <laughs> it's a free space, but we can still be mindful yes. to what we are going, especially friends and loved ones. We all go through our very own mental struggles and mental battles. So it's it's nice to see social media platforms stepping up their efforts. Now, I think Instagram got a little bit jealous from TikTok because this update is very similar to what TikTok announced earlier this week with also pointing out users for eating disorders, specific resources whenever we see any uh, videos that are talking about fitness and mental health and uh, sticking to a certain diet or sticking to a certain routine, TikTok will go ahead and suggest certain text uh, text lines or helplines that you can go ahead and reach out. Now, Instagram did also imply that there will be a support button that will specifically yes. point out certain contacts based on the country that you're currently living in. And I... Honestly, hats off to Instagram. I truly appreciate this all, yes. this effort because it's it's mm -hmm. a real struggle that many people go through, and it's nice to see yeah. a worldwide social media platform acknowledge those struggles. Yeah, I mean, Instagram did have that issue in the past trying to regulate eating disorder content, and even the social network is often brought up in conversations about negative body image and perception, especially among young people. And I have spoke about this. I have spoke about how Instagram can make you feel that you are not well enough. You are yes. not, you don't look good. You don't feel good you're not perfect you're not perfect but there's nothing called perfection you are perfect in your own way but again i might be contradicting myself because yes. there's only one perfect person in the room right now <laughs> and his name is umar adouri umar adouri ladies oh. and gentlemen the halftime show the only place to be at three t minus four minutes on the clock before we hear from the man himself he's wearing that suit jacket got the muhammad ali t-shirt <laughs> Brother. It looks like it's going to be a fire show it's, today. Honestly, when you lead up like that, bro, you bring the <laughs> bro, fire bro, to my show. Bro, man. Brother, you look amazing. Thank you. Did you get a tan? <laughs> no. Man, you look good. Can we go back to talking about the halftime show? Did the halftime half show, show get a tan? Hey, listen, I like the fact you guys were really touching on the fitness side. Of course, brother. Future fitness talk. Future fitness talk. I mean, Future halftime. Future halftime. <laughs>
halftime future talk. Hanny looks at me. Hanny's like, if you're watching on YouTube, please don't. Hanny, Hanny's saying, stop with the stop with the terminology. Stop. Words play doesn't work for you. You don't you don't got it. So it was good vibes when Amr's in the studio. Hey man, it's great to see your faces and and great to hear your show as well. Coming up on the show today, we're talking about food labeling. Now a lot of the times we go into the supermarket, we pick up something and we think it's healthy, but we hardly read the food label. So we are breaking that down on the halftime show. We're talking about this topic. (laughs) 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 I like I like this movement now. I think I'm gonna start doing it. But thank you so much, Amr. We're very excited to see what you have on the show. But ladies and gentlemen, this This is uh, Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m. 95. 95.